All right, all right, all right. And we are live. Yo, yo, yo. Tell me what you know. Welcome to the Sunshine Show. Woo! You guys, I have the most special guest for you this evening, this afternoon, this morning, wherever in the world you may roam. Um, I have the one and only, the most amazing, the most phenomenal, the most fabulous, the most Bowie of them all. I have Jeff Pliskin of Raised Fist Propaganda in the house. What's up, Jeff? Word up. What's going on? Happy uh, Thursday. Yeah, happy Thursday, bro. Chilling, trying to stay out of the heat. It is extra, extra hot today out here in California. Uh, where are you at? I'm in New York. In New York. In All New right, York. New York City. Very cool, very cool. Um, are you born and raised New York or did you move out there? Technically, I was born in Miami. And my parents moved to New York when I was like six months old. So I spent 43 years in New York. Very nice. Very nice. So, okay. yeah, I, I represent NY. Awesome. All right. Let's check out this chat. You guys make sure to get it on everybody's feet. We got Dave. We got Don McDaniel. We got my wifey Lizzie, motherfucking McGunther in the house. We got my bestie, Amelia Tice, all the way from Austin, Texas. We got Bill Herbert. Good evening. Oh my God. We got Chrisella. We got Mama Can too. We got the whole fam bam. Woo! All right, you guys. You know how this works. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, drop them in that chat. Um, and we're going to get this motherfucking party started. Party time. All right, bro. So tell us a little bit about uh, the history of raised fist propaganda. That's pretty crazy. Um, you know, it's just uh, lifestyle stuff. I keep it simple. Um, it started, I guess, you know, high school, college, just taking photos. And it kind of evolved into like, my friends and I doing like house parties. Like, you know, when you graduate high school in 12th grade, you do all the house parties, like the backyard parties. Oh yeah. yeah. I feel like in high school, I was like always uh, like a shy nerdy type. And then around 12th grade, when, when we graduated, I, I made friends with like these DJ friends and they had like vinyls. And that, that's what got me into reggae. Like my friend, Chris, we called him DJ Chris, right? Uh, pretty, pretty crazy name. So DJ Chris had like all these reggae vinyls, like Super Cat and Buju Bantan and all these Jamaican like vinyl records. So I was like, I want to do that, you know? And uh, we started doing these house parties and like all of a sudden, like, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like I'm becoming kind of like popular because nobody, I was kind of a loser in high school, you know? And um, doing Jeff, like the- don't talk about yourself that way. No, we have to be transparent, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I was very shy, uh, skater type and skateboarding wasn't really cool back then. So, you know, I went to hardcore shows. I went to punk shows kind of like to, to get my stress out. And then something like it's so weird, like 12th grade, I started DJing and it totally flipped. I turned into a reggae guy somewhere around like 1997 and, you know, had vinyls of like Sublime and, you know, Long Beach Sub All Stars when they came out in like 98, 99. And that's what we were spinning. And like, it's just funny, 20 something years later, 25 to be exact, I'm like filming videos for like these guys. It's like boggles my mind. 
Um, okay, so it transitioned um, from doing being a house DJ to actually being a part of these people's lives in a very big way. And this, everybody, is how you manifest life. I want to be clear. I was not a house DJ. Um, I wasn't even like a, a D I was just like a backyard, you know, put a record on, like pretend I was like scratching. Like my friend DJ Chris, who still spins, is actually pretty good. I was kind of like a poser where that's why I kind of stopped doing it. it. It just wasn't me. You know what I mean? Like I still in my apartment, I still have tons of records, but I, you know, I picked up a camera and I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I love doing, taking pictures so, uh, you know, DJ Chris did the spinning. I did the photos and the funny videos. And it kind of evolved into, like, a crew, you know? Um, and then, you know, I did that for, like, 10 years. Like, literally 10 years. Like, um, And then one day I met, by chance, I met the slightly stupid guys on the beach. And they're like, come on tour with us. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And it's like, yeah, we're touring with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I was like, that was my first ever tour in 2009. And I was taking photos like Snoop Dogg and, and uh, Slightly Stupid, all these backstage like moments. And my shit just kind of blew up after that, you know. So, yes, I, I, I have a lot. To, I thank those guys tremendously. I still keep in touch with all the dudes and, and John Phillips, the manager. He was actually in New York City last night. He introduced me to this guy, Denim, who's like on his label now. So we did like, uh, I took him to this like white trash bar called Trailer Park. It was like a theme. And it, there's like a, like an RV inside the bar. So we were just drinking Miller High Lifes and I was taking like all these candid photos. So that was kind of trippy. Um, I always like meeting like new bands that are on the come up, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, very cool. Jeff, what a story you have, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you just got to do what you love. It's it's pretty, I try to keep it simple. I'm not going to give you some bullshit. <laughs> like, it's just, you got to do what you love and the friends you make, if you, if you stay friends with them, they're, they're the real deal. If you don't, then you got to let them go, man. They're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We support that here um, on the Sunshine Show. Let's check out the chat and see who is hanging out with us. We got Sal. What's up, Salvatore, Nastasia? Yo, yo, yo. A spiritual gangster. Spiritual gangsters from my town, actually, where I grew up. He's okay. from. Uh, so I grew up in this town in Long Island called West Islip. It's like right on the beach, which kind of contributed to my reggae. Like you know, we all listen to reggae in the mid '90s. You know, so it's like it's kind of like the environment affects you so like graduation year everyone's literally pumping sublime like sublime was all over the fucking radio um and uh sal was actually sal was went to my high school and i wasn't friends with him because he was like older like he was like three or four years older than me but he went out with this girl who was in my grade actually sorry go ahead oh no it's all good and um, the funny thing is about in 97, I had like a big Afro, like I grew out my, my, my hair, like really big. And his, his ex, Jessica, she was like, she went to like the hairstyling program and she, she's like, Jeff, let me, let me give you dreadlocks. So she gave me dreadlocks for like three days. <laughs> I was like the first person in like our high school to have like white guy with dreadlocks, but you know, the shit wasn't me. So I cut it. 
but I didn't want to like <laughs> be a Jamaican poser, dude. But I I did it and like uh you know and that's and then like 20 years later she's like oh you you should meet my boyfriend he paints you know so I took him on the road when I was with Fortunate Youth uh back in the day you know very cool he uh Sal actually said you are the reason that he started painting live so that's pretty awesome yeah I just threw him up on stage he's like I never did it before I'm like shut up and get on stage dude <laughs> <laughs> like like don't complain and me go because that's the only way to do it man like you just got to get yours man oh wow i love that story i love south so much and uh i always love when other people can pump you know their friends and the people that they support up you know and do things that they wouldn't necessarily do or be involved in and fucking sal's killing it um so uh, yeah. oh yeah well, did you? I don't know if you knew this, but we all called him Spiritual Gangster. That was his nickname on the Fortunate You tour. Like, he didn't have a name. Like, nobody knew his name was Sal. They called him Spiritual Gangster. Like, <laughs> like literally, the band would be like, where's the Spiritual Gangster? Like, I'm, I'm like a wrestling guy, like Hulk Hogan, like old school Ric Flair dudes. So, like, I give everyone nicknames, like stupid nicknames and shit, you know? Because I feel like it makes people stand out, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so I saw him. You know, he's Mr. Spiritual, so I'm like, yo, you're spiritual gangster, and we just kind of, like, played off on that. It was kind of hilarious, and it worked. Like, the crowd was into it. Um, I took photos. Um, and now, Sal, from here on out, is the spiritual gangster. I will no longer call you from your first name. Well, or your I, first I don't want to claim that. He might have dropped it. I'm not sure what he's going. He probably, I think he reverted back to his God-given birth name, but... I know for the 2016-2017 tour, he was strictly spiritual gangster. Um, but uh, you know, you gotta talk to Sal about that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk for him. But yeah, during that that year was pretty cool. Like, I was with uh, slightly stupid for like a good 10 or 12 years, and then Fortunate Youth. I helped them get on the tour in 2016 by chance, you know. Um, so it was like a pretty pretty I, I like bands that are like the openers you know what i mean like if you're opening then I'm, i want to help you like succeed i, I want to get you to like headliner status i kind of get bored of headliners I, I don't know why like i feel like all right you guys are already famous like what's the next uh band trying to make it i'm trying to like figure out why i do that i don't know well, I love that. It's because you want to help people in the industry. You want to help people grow. You want to help people fucking make it. And that's the kind of people that we need in our lives. Okay. So um, don't forget that everybody, you always want to build up the people around you. Don't be a part of uh, bringing people down and making them feel bad about themselves. Um, and especially when it comes to music, it's just a hard fucking industry to be in yeah well that listen you gotta understand like i've been learning these terms and it's like that all stems from like insecurity like if someone's like bringing you down or talking shit or haters like that's just something's wrong with them man you can't you can't get pissed at it it's like dude you know i've gone through it i still go through it like even with certain bands girlfriends like talking shit it's like dude <laughs> like be quiet <laughs> you know like you, you just gotta if you're in the in the scene you gotta do it for the love and if you're not doing it for love then you gotta think of something else to do to like 
you know, you don't want to live life cranky and like uh, frustrated all the time. Like, what's the fucking point? Yes, absolutely. Um, let's check out this chat really quick. We have a lot of family here hanging out with us. We got Matt Duran all the way from uh, Arizona. What's up, Matt? We got uh, DJ Bab, Gabriel Isasi from Kingsville, Texas. We got Sean Azzy in the house. He says, Jeffro. Yeah, look at the chat. How do I look at the chat? I press it. I'm a... Wait, what do uh, you... Oh, the chat is on Facebook, so you may not, unless you get on... Oh, Facebook. gotcha. Yeah, and if you get on Facebook, there's a 20-second delay, so make sure that your uh, volume is down. Uh, we got Daniel in the house. We got Paul in the house. Uh, Ignacio, he says, good evening, fam. What's up, Ignacio? Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Jesse Duran says, you are super entertaining, Jeff. Thank you. Priscilla <laughs> says, I think you're badass, Jeff. You're very talented. Uh, Thank you. Spiritual Gangster says, if it wasn't for Jeffro, I wouldn't be painting live. We got Melissa Lynn in the house. What's up, Melissa? Uh, we got Megan Richardson all the way from Ohio. What's up, Megan? We got Jake Schwartz in the fucking house. What's up, Jake? Jake's another good guy like Jake. He's just like a dude that every time I see him in California, he's just like, like, he doesn't even have to talk. You just feel like a vibe, you know what I mean? And I think that's what we need more of, just, like, less talk and more, like, action. Just be about it, you know what I mean? Like, just don't tell people what you are. Like, just be. And I think with my social media, like, I use it as a tool. There are two ways. You can use your social media as a tool or a mirror, right? And the mirror is, like, like I, I'm not going to tell you. Like, I teach. That's my real job, right? And like, let me tell you something, like my principal is annoying me lately. You know what I mean? Like that just comes with a government job and like, but I'm not going on Facebook, like using it as a mirror. Like, let me tell you what happened third period. You know, like if anything, I don't say anything bad. And then I use Facebook as a tool and I say, Hey, when I'm out of school at 4 PM, here's a dope photo of denim. Like, I don't even say that. I just post a photo. Like, I don't even give my opinion because what if people think the photo sucks? But, um, you know, thankfully people like it. I, I post a photo of like black and white photo and like, here's, here's my art. Here you go. Here's my, what's today, Thursday? Like after this podcast, here's my Thursday art. Here's my Friday art. Here's my Saturday art. Like you'll never see me giving my opinion on, on things because it's fucking pointless. You know, like use it as a tool to express your art. So I'm a camera guy. I'm a director. I'm an artist. So I'm putting out photos and videos. Like nobody gives a fuck about my politics or, or how I feel about my neighbor. Like just be quiet and show your art, man. If you're a musician, just show your music, man. <laughs> and yes, that's a little abrasive for me to say, but it's the New York in me. So no, it's all fucking good. I like no filters on this fucking show because everybody knows I have no filter. And Lord knows a lot of people talk a lot of shit about me too. Jeff. Really? Uh, I, I don't believe that. I come with the whole reputation up in this bitch. Um, <laughs> it's a good, you know who hooked me up with you? Um, Jaybird. Oh, my future husband. I am in love with Jaybird. Wow. You just said it on your pod. I'm going to... um tell him i'm gonna text him that after this i'm gonna say she said that um i tell no, him that all the time i just i just tagged him in the damn thing come on over jaybird <laughs> put a ring on it oh my god good for him good for you guys 
yeah Jay Bird's like another like he's just a solid dude like I he's I've always known him and like every every time I've seen the guy it's just like yo what are we doing we're gonna do some music stuff we're gonna do some hangout like there's no bullshit right that it's just positive 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 like go 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 and like that's what like here's the thing like I work in nine to five like the fact that I'm doing a podcast with you is like stress relieving you know what I mean so it's like I I like doing things that um get my mind off the um the corporate lifestyle as they say oh yeah hell yeah Jeff I like you I like you Jeff uh let's see (laughs) here we got a bunch of fucking people in the chat here blowing us up uh real quick I wanted to give a shout out to Sammy for sending me this mug that says sorry no oh you can't see it it says, sorry, no Oblo fucktardo. Oh my God, it's so me. Thank you, Sammy, um, for the late birthday present. I do appreciate it. Um, Happy birthday, 21, right? Yeah, oh, I love this guy. Yes, 21 every motherfucking year. Uh, let's see, Ashley says, Jeff Pliskin, that guy is everywhere. Okay, right, I'm going to be in San Diego tomorrow. Oh, nice. You're taking a flight down to old San Diego. I'm doing a red eye. I'm doing a video for Eric of Sublime's new band called Spray Allen. Um, I'm going to talk to him actually tomorrow about you. See if he can do your podcast. But I want to know where you got your tattoos from. I like them. All my tattoo work uh, is done in Texas and San Antonio at Element tattoo studio the best of the best uh jedediah reed does my tattoo and my art so thank you so much i appreciate that um are you wait are you a texan you're a southern belle i am i'm originally from south texas um transplanted to santa cruz about 11 years ago i've been here by the beach dude i was just in santa cruz i i went to um there's like a bar on the on the next to the pier and they do like a dance party on Sundays, like okay. a DJ dance party. Have you been to it? Or no? No, no. I mean, I know at the lighthouse they do like the fire, the flames and the whole fire hooping and stuff like that. But I didn't know they had a bar that had like a dance party. It's right at the pier. Yeah, I went twice. I actually went during Cali roots. Like we we took a ride up there really quick. And um, we did like lunch at the pier. I-, I love Santa Cruz. Nice. Well, next time you'll have to come and visit me and my pig. <laughs> you got a pig, huh, piggy? I do. Winston Diego. He is outside right now. But uh, last time I brought him in, Jeff, he opened my beer and he stole my breadsticks and ate every last one of them. I couldn't even get one from him. So, I mean, it's a pig, you know. That's what pigs do. He's being a pig. He's my sweet baby. He's my you name you named him Winston because of uh Animal Farm? No, actually, uh he's a he came to me and his name was already Winston, but I tagged on Diego for his his middle name. So Winston Diego Nelson Cantu um is his full name. Okay. The third. The the first, but uh (laughs) <laughs> let's see we got mike torn in the house all the way from canada what's up mike thank you for bringing out with us tonight uh daniel Bynes. don mcdaniel asks who's the wrestler you went to school with wait how'd she know that wait the wrestler 
did you go to school with a wrestler? Did I have a couple of wrestling stories actually? No, I said I said I, I'm into wrestling. Like I'm into wrestling, um, like old school wrestling. So like I kind of think of life like wrestling. Like sometimes the good guys turn into bad guys, and sometimes the bad guys turn into good guys. And if you think like that, everything makes sense. I'm telling you, dude, like, like, look at Hulk Hogan. The guy was like a hero to everyone. And then he just turned into a, a, a piece of shit one day and turned into like evil, evil Hogan. And Wait. then I, oh, on the show, you mean? Yeah. And then that's how life is. It's like you have like someone that you adore and then all of a sudden they turn into like an evil person. And you're like, you can't get upset about it. You got to be like, you got to accept it. And you got to be like, all right, they'll they'll turn their leaf again. So, you know, because that's how it works. Like Hogan ended up turning good again, like 10 years later. So, like, same thing with Ric Flair. So, like, you know, I've seen a couple of my friends turn evil, and it's like, now I'm just waiting for them to turn into good guys again. Oh, <laughs> how sweet is that? Um, oh, that's really sweet. Let's see, we got Jesse Rules in the house. What's up, Jesse? Thanks for hanging out. Cristela oh, uh, says, Nameless Production in the house. Do, do we know what Nameless Production is? That's a podcast. I just did a podcast with, with Jesse. So that was cool. Very nice. I'm doing podcasts. Um, oh, but I have a wrestling story, actually. <laughs> um, there's this guy back in the day called King Kong Bundy. You could probably Google him. Okay. He died, but I have this inside joke with my friend John Carey. And uh, basically, another wrestling nerd. But basically, in high school, like uh, I started off doing like ECW kind of stuff. And like, like before I did reggae, I, I was like the camera guy for like independent wrestling federations when I was a teenager. Wait, so, what? Wait, what? You were the camera guy for who? For independent wrestling federations, like the, all the ECW guys. I, I don't know if you're into wrestling, but Dude, I am. I'm like a fucking wrestling nerd, but like from the like fucking early 80s, late, uh, early night, uh, late 80s, early 90s, like WWF and WWE, yeah. like all that good stuff. Yes. Bushwhackers, my favorite tag team. Nice. You no, should be a wrestler. I know I should. I would. I did roller derby back in Austin. That's pretty sick. That's pretty badass, actually. Um, but um, so anyway, I'm filming these guys, and like it would be like Mikey Whipwreck and like all these dudes from like Mick Foley, like Cactus Jack, whatever his name was. And then, so this wrestling promoter guy, he had connections to all these 80s wrestlers. And he's like, do you want to fight King Kong Bundy? And like, you got to understand, I was like 17, 18 years old. I was like really small. And uh, this guy's huge. He was like 500 pounds. He was just like this big fat, like that was his gimmick. Like, like Andre the Giant dude, but his name is King Kong Bundy. And uh, so they had this, uh, the deal was I had to sell 50 tickets. It was like a pay to play type of thing. He's like, if you sell these 50 tickets at like 50 bucks, it, it would be like 2,500 and that would pay King Kong Bundy. Like here's 2,500, wrestle this fucking idiot, me, right? Squash him and then call it a day. And like at the time I thought it was cool. I'm telling everyone like, yo, I'm going to wrestle King Kong Bundy, right? And then everyone started like, everyone's like, dude, you're going to like, he's going to break your ribs. Like he's going to jump off the rope and just like crack your rib, break your arm. Like, and I legit got scared. So I backed out. Like I, I told the promoter guy, I'm like, Hey man, like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Uh, you know? 
and the guy, you know, you gotta understand it's like the mid to late nineties. So like people were kind of like really mean back then. Like, I feel like the culture is different now. Like even the way people speak in the reggae world, like, like you can't be mean cause you'll be outed on the internet. Right. Like, Oh, they spoke really mean. And so he was just cursing me out. He's like, listen, motherfucker, I'm going to, you have to do this. You know, we're going to kill you like crazy, like threatening. I was a little 17 year old kid. So I'm like, dude, I'm not going to do it. Like I was, I was like, I don't want anything broken. Like, I'm sorry. So one day I get a phone call and you know, I'm, I'm like in 11th, 12th grade. I'm living at home. My mom's like, this would be for cell phones. You know, I had a beeper and my mom's like, there's a phone call for you. It was like a landline phone call. I'm like, hello. And he's like, yo, it's Chris. And I'm like, Chris, who? He's like, it's Chris King Kong Bundy. I'm going to come to your house. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And he's like, if you don't have my fucking money, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to beat you up. Like, this is legit. Like, dude, you need to Google King Kong Bundy. So like, I have this story now, like 25 years later, literally, with like, cause my friends were there at the house. Like we ended up like fucking with him. Like I passed around the landline to all my friends and we're like, come to the house. He never showed up, you know? We're like, come to the house, we'll jump you, you fat motherfucker. And like, he never showed up. Um, but now we have this inside joke. I'll get a text message from my friend from Florida. He's like, yo, it's Chris. <laughs> and it's just like King Kong oh, Bundy. Man. Like I-, I, I I literally was about to fight King Kong Bundy. And like, honestly, looking back on it, I'm on his side. Like I probably would have been pissed off too if like a little high school kid like backed out of like $2,500 worth of tickets to like fight. Oh you know. my God. So I did just look up King Kong Bundy. He actually uh, died a few years ago in 2019 at the age of 63. And my goodness, he's quite the sight. That would have been a crazy story if I fought him though. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. That's hilarious. Let's see. I'm going to get through some of these comments really quick. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, Jesse, I want to bottle a little bit of... Oh, shit. I, Jesse says, I want to bottle a little bit of Jeff up. He is crazy magic and has the best energy. Word up. Thank Can we get Jeff in a bottle? What? Genie in a bottle. Genie in a you're breaking up mic check mic check can you hear me you i can hear you it does say okay there you are all right we're good we're good we're back all right we broke so we're so we have comments um about your sunburn from may days what's that all about mr jeff um you know, it was like hot. It was like over hundred degrees. So I took my shirt off and like, I don't, I don't believe in, in lotion <laughs> or should I say uh, sunscreen. So I turned purple. You turned purple. Yeah. I posted a photo on Instagram. It was pretty funny. I knew it was going to go viral because the shit was like ridiculous, but I had like purple and I showed like my white butt. Um, oh, nice. Very good. Very good. Well, we're glad <laughs> you're that. like, that's cool. You're like, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, just protect yourself, Jeff, because the sun can do a lot of damage, right? Okay. Um, we got a question. Oh my God, you're a teacher. What do you teach and which and what grade? A ninth grade English. This is my 18th year. 
Whoa, that is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I have about eight more to go and then I'm retired. Damn, hell yeah, bro. Sandy Fitzgerald in the house, she says, that's my friend. That's my friend too. Sandy's my friend. She's a good person. We do, we do reggae in, we do in reggae. LA. <laughs> All right. Daniel asks, how do you filter the constructive criticism? Uh, in regards to what? Um, let's like, see what he says. When you get to deciding to compose something, okay, so maybe we're talking about your work, your photos. I mean, I think he's saying music-wise, but... Um, I think just professional, like I hung out, just like, like I said, I hung out with Denim yesterday and I meet a lot of artists and I was actually talking, I was talking, I'm on a group chat with Fortunate Youth today. Um, we're filming a video in July. Um, so I was talking, I'm like, yo, I hung out with Denim for the past two days. Like, and the energy of this dude, like he just listens, you know what I mean? And I think in personally, in personal life, I could be like a pain in the ass, but when it comes to like, like I have over a hundred videos and like every video I literally do not give my opinion. Like whatever the artist wants, like I I've shot eight slightly stupid videos and I know for two of them, Kyle stupid literally was like, you got to fly back that two second clip. We got to put a palm tree in there. Like I'm not even making this shit up. He literally flew me out to San Diego so I can film palm trees uh, for the don't stop video. And it ended up, like winning like video of the year at the san diego uh music awards or something it was pretty cool but yeah he literally was like he wanted me to take out two scenes and he's like you got to put palm trees in there like at a specific angle uh very artsy type of shit you know and we did it like i flew out there and we filmed palm trees and like so i i never like debate with anyone um, but it's funny because Greg from Fortunate Youth, I actually got in a fight with him during COVID. It was so funny. We were on a conference call and we put out a video, Fortunate Youth Alborosi, Live Life. And uh, he was like, yo, I'm like, yo, the video's done. Let's put it out. I had, I FaceTimed Alborosi. He was like, I love it. So the way I work is always cater to the Jamaican legends. So I'm telling Greg and Jared, who kind of like run the business aspect of the bands. They're, I'm like, yo, video's done. Alborosi loves it. Let's put it out. And Greg was like, yo, you got too many coconuts in the video. Because there's, there's a, uh, a scene where there's a guy chopping coconuts in Jamaica. And me and Greg were literally like Homer Simpson, Bart Simpson, like yelling at each other. I'm like, I'm not taking out the coconuts. And he's like, you're taking out the fucking coconuts. I'm like, dude, and I'm not even being funny. Like we got in a fight for like three days. I hung up on him. I'm like, you're a fucking dick. And I hung up. <laughs> and then like three days later, it's like, I'm sorry. I love you, man. And then, uh, but yeah, we got in a fight over the, I'm like, yo. So Who I won replaced... the fight? Who the fuck won the fight, Jeff? They did. They did because they ultimately had the decision. And that's what makes me a good filmmaker. Always listen to the bands. But I was like, creatively, I'm like, dude, we can't take out the coke. Like, he's chopping coconuts with a machete. The shit looked fucking sick. And Greg's like, you know, one second instead of five seconds. And then I don't, you got to watch the video. I forgot, what, like, there's a part when he chops the coconut, like, he goes to another shot. That's the shot that Greg and Jared wanted. 
Okay. So they, yes, they won. And I think that's why we kept the relationship with that, where it's like, they can rely on me. They're like, yo, next video. We had this uh, concept and I sent an email. I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but I'm going to film them playing, obviously. But like, we want Ric Flair uh, getting into a car and turning on the radio, listening to Fortune Youth as he's driving. So I reached out to like Ric Flair's um, manager and I'm just waiting for like a response just to see how much money he wants. Like, I just want Ric Flair in a fucking video, you know? Dude, okay, so that where that's where my intro in my intro where I'm like, yo, 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 tell me what you know. Welcome to the Sunshine Show. Woo! Like, <laughs> that's the shit right there. Fuck yeah, bro. That's badass. That's what's up. Um, if he if he does it, it's gonna be probably the best video I've ever done. Like, but we'll see what happens. Maybe he, he'll be like, yo, I want a million dollars. But wow, well, I, I don't think he's that much because you can get him on cameo. For, for 50 uh, bucks or some shit right no 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 fuck no it's like 500 bucks dude because i got a cameo of uh luke from the bushwhackers for my brother last year for his birthday and i was looking into like rick flair and i could not fucking afford him like it was ridiculous how much he charged for like a fucking cameo but that's legit dude that's really fucking sick and um I hope that this happens. I hope that this comes to fruition because I'm about it. I'm here for it. Thanks. Yeah, this is going to be my fourth one with the band. I did their first two videos. I did Burn One and One Love in 2014. Okay. And then uh, I did, and then 2020, I shot the um, um, Live Life video. I had Dan Kelly on the pier in Hermosa Beach. That was pretty cool. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about how you got into um, filmmaking and doing the videos, because I don't think we've really, like, expanded on this topic too much. When did you pick up a fucking video camera and you're like, I'm going to start filming Fortunate Youth. I'm going to start, you know, making these badass fucking music videos for these legends. When did And how did you fucking convince them to let you do it? Well, I knew Fortunate Youth before they were legends. Like uh-huh. I, <laughs> I knew Fortune and Youth when they were sleeping on my couch. Um, <laughs> and then I introduced, I remember the night they were playing in Brooklyn. I, I literally, I took John Phillips, the manager, slightly stupid. I'm like, you need to fucking come out to this Brooklyn show. And he's like, come on. So I brought him to Brooklyn and I said, you need to sign these motherfuckers. And then after two years of like 2014, 15, like, yo, Fortune and Youth chirping in the ear. Matt Phillips sent me an email like, yo, we put we put your friend's band on to open the tour. So I was like really psyched on that. Um, and it's just interesting because like everyone's like huge now. But like back in the day, like even Stick Figure was like opening for stupid. Like he was there's like 10, 15 people when when he would open in 2015. And um, so it's just it's just pretty cool, like watching these bands like blow the fuck up um you know but yeah I, I i started in high school i started in, in senior film class i my teacher gave me a photo camera and i kind of stopped djing after that and i was like i fucking love this and i told my friend dj chris i'm like yeah i'm kind of done djing i'm gonna start taking photos and you gotta understand there was like no cali roots reggae scene back then like the the reggae scene was the slightly stupid tour 
So like, let's say Slightly Stupid Tour 2010. It was uh, Cypress Hill and Slightly Stupid. Um, 2011, it was Slightly Stupid Revolution. And nobody knew who the fuck Revolution was. Like, nobody. And um, so that was where all the cool reggae people went. That was where all the skaters went. And then something happened around 2015. Like, all these festivals started blowing up. Cali Roots, Reggae Rise Up, uh, Closer to the Sun. And literally, there was an influx of new clientele, like rich, older people. And I'm just, you know, some people might, like, cringe at what I'm saying. But this is my perspective. It's like, you had all these young, like, 20-somethings, like, skater people. And I think it was kind of genius by the festival owners. It's like, let's get these rich, like... 40 and 50 somethings to like pay a lot of money at these festivals and like make our bands some fucking money and it's been working um but so now it's it's a lot different there's like an influx of photographers i'm not the only one anymore there's like 30 photographers there's people that do tiktoks one minute tiktoks so i was talking to gary dread about it it's like if you want to stand out as a, a filmmaker you have to have your own style and I'm the only one doing like the black and white fisheye. And yeah, it doesn't look as good as 99% of the people. There's so many good photographers out there and the shit's clean. And my shit looks a little rugged. It looks 90s, like shit's out of focus. But Denim said to me, he's like, dude, when I look at your photos, it's just like, you know, it's your photo. It's like the shit's like timeless, black and white. And yeah, I'm fucking proud of like what I do. Um, but by no means am I better than anyone. I'm just confident with what I do because it fucking makes me happy. And um, so, you know, when I started doing Stupid 2009, 10, and 11, I started meeting all these bands. I met Fortunate Youth. Like, like this girl was like, hey, there's a band opening for Tribal Seeds. They need a place to stay. They're called Fortunate Youth. So they stayed on my couch. And then the next day, I'm like, get the fuck up. We're doing a video. That's, that's how you pay me back. And I literally was like, I filmed the one love video, like on the boardwalk where I live. And we put, it's a pretty good video, you know, cause I'm all, I'm all about co-branding and that's how like a company succeeds. Like if you, if, if you collab with bands and collab with skaters, you're going to reach different fan bases. And, you know, it, it turned from like a no name company to now I'm making like monetary amount, like I'm making salary with my company as well just from the name recognition. Um, so that's why I always like to like go to new bands. Cause like, you know, I did my slightly stupids. I did my, my fortunate youth, you know, I shot a Sensi trails video. Hopefully they drop that soon. Um, I shot a, uh, a tunnel vision video. So my thing is like, you got to keep, like you said, like you got to inspire people. So it's like with denim, hopefully knock on wood, I can do something. Cause he was psyched on the photos. And I think the energy plays a lot into it. Like, if you're psyched on it, like, you're going to win. Oh, yeah. uh, but it, but it, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons and, you know, like, you're going to quietly disappear. Like, one day you'll be gone. And that, that same thing with photographers, too. Like, I've seen a number of I'm too cool for you photographers that where are they now? You know, like, you know, oh, you're better than me. All right. Like, where are you? shots fired motherfuckers well you can't you can't talk shit on the internet man you you can't say you're better than people and you can't talk shit you just got to do your art like i'll respect you more if you just shut the fuck up and show your art yeah like i 
I even had a dude like this is through the grapevine, not on Facebook, like a fellow photographer that I love his work. Um, and he said some things. And you know what I said when I saw him in person? I'm like, yo, dude, I love your photos. And he couldn't believe I said that because he knew that I heard what he said. And I'm like, yo, I, I'm always going to love your photos no matter what. And he kind of like shook his head like, because you know what? I, I'm not going to start hating on your shit because I heard something. Because it's your, it's their insecurity. And that goes for anybody trying to do a podcast, trying to do a photo. Like, fucking do you, man. Don't let anybody stop you from doing shit. That's, that's the punk rock in me, man. Like, yes. I, um, I 1000 fucking agree with that. It's hard. It's not fucking easy. You've got a lot of fucking haters. You got a lot of naysayers, everybody. You're always going to get into disagreements, um, with people who are fucking humans shit happens, but it's how, um, we sort of like deal with the situation. Some people just don't know how to fucking deal with situations and they just, uh, act a fucking fool and do stupid shit. Um, uh -huh. And then other people just ignore it and move on with their fucking day. And that's what I do. I ignore it and I move on. I don't even address the fucking comments. I don't address the bullshit because people are going to talk shit about me no matter what. And not everybody, obviously. That's weird. I got a lot of people that fucking love me. And, but I got a lot of, I had a whole group. Thousands of people made a group about me making fun of me, reposting my really? shit. Oh, yeah. To make fun of me and the people. I think you're pretty dope. Um, see that? Well, that's insecurity. Like, all right, can I? I'm gonna tell you something. And notice I'm not dropping names because this is not about that. But I'll tell you a, a really crazy story. Um, it's it's you know it's it boggles my mind, but it's something you gotta take it as a lesson learned. And it's like, like I said, like I'm I'm going out. It's like the bookends, right? Like, how'd you start? Oh, listening to Sublime. How? What are you doing tomorrow? I'm flying out to to film the Sublime guys with Spray Allen. Um, so here's the thing. Like, somewhere along the along the way, I met like this dude who I thought was cool, but he was kind of like a Sublime fanatic. So like, I noticed every time I did a video, like I did a video for Miguel from Sublime, he would go on the internet and like. He wouldn't even say like what he didn't like about me. He was just like, fuck Jeff. And then comment, comment, comment. And then I think I would comment like, what about me? Like, what did I do? And then uh, another time there was uh, like Roz one. I shot something for Roz one and from Long Beach Sub All Stars. And he put like a sticker of mine that he ripped in half. It's almost hilarious. Like this is like a 30 something year old dude, like, you know, doing so. And then I noticed a trend, you know, like Opie, Opie Ortiz does the art on my shirts. And it's like, so I'm like, yo, every time I, I work with a sublime guy, like this dude would like say something weird. So after a while, I'm just like, yo, instead of responding to it, I'm going to see how this plays out. And he ended up like disappearing. Like he, he kind of like imploded. And that so, happens. I mean, it happens. I feel like sometimes you just got to let things happen the way they are. And you can't like just let people do their thing. That's like a lesson I learned. Yeah. It's hard sometimes because you want to talk back. You want to say something. But it's like I said, it's like their insecurity. Yeah. And it's like, so it's like when it comes to your art, like you can't lose. Like if you keep doing your art, you know, let's say you do your show. Is this like your first, second year, third year doing the podcast? Uh, it's like my second year. I took a year off after my first pig passed away. So I just started doing the podcast again, uh, like last month. 
Um, so it's been about a, a, you know a year and a couple of months that I've actually. So check, yeah, so check this out. Let's say you do your podcast for like five to seven years, like you won because you have cemented yourself as a core personality. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, no matter what anyone says after like a five to seven year time span, like the, the truth always supersedes the bullshit. And like, that's something I've learned where it's like, you know, like it it boggles my mind. So like, I'll read some really crazy, crazy shit, like some made up shit. It's like, oh my God, (laughs) like, you know? And then like something like two nights ago, like I got a phone call, like it was so simple. It was like, meet us in the city. And I go to the city and I shot some of the best photos I've ever shot like two nights ago, like just from running around, like in front of graffiti walls and like having, I felt like a little kid, like 12 years old. Like, I'm like, wow, these, these, this band is pretty cool, you know? And like, I, and it's cool. Cause at the same time you make friendships. It's like, like not only am I taking photos of these people it's like now I met this dude from fucking Santa Barbara like now I have a friend who happens to be blown the fuck up as a musician and it's pretty it's cool man it's just I I find that very sacred and um you know I try to teach people that too but I think absolutely you are very well spoken and let me tell you, a friend of Jay Bird is a friend of mine. Um, let me see here. I got to check out Blowing Up. I'm sorry, everybody. I have not been meaning to ignore you. Uh, we got Jay Bird in the chat. What's up, future husband? I love you so much. My goodness. Jay I've Bird. I've been waiting for you. Um, <laughs> Joe Jackson says you need to do, excuse me, you need to do a Lake Dub music video. Dude, I'm down for whatever, man, as long as time permits, you know, like I'm done with school next week. Um, Like I said, I'm going to San Diego till Monday. I got Monday off. Like for some reason, New York City gave everyone Monday off. So I'm like, fuck it. I got a round trip. I'm going to bang out this video. Hopefully they like it. And then, uh, yeah, I've been talking to Lake Dub. I'm trying to get them out to New York City. Really cool kids. Joe's cool, too. Joe does uh, um, Dub Shack. Dub Shack, uh, like another set of people that I met, they do like these reggae shows and festivals. And I just like the vibe where they're doing it for themselves. They're not really doing it to like be cool or be better than people. They're doing it because like this is like a healing type of thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And remember, people, I'm not just a podcaster. I also play bass. I'm just taking a little bit of a break, but I'm going to get back on that stage. I saw that. As soon as you I should. get over the PTSD of breaking my teeth at the last show I played, okay? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Tell me what happened. Did you, did you play with like Ozzy Osbourne? Like, what happened? Well, I may as le- I may as well be Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, I played at the Catalyst. I think uh, with them, uh, we had a show with the Movement, uh, the Green. It was a great show. And then I woke up the next day and I was missing my front teeth these are it's twenty thousand dollars of perfection right here um so i got a little bit of ptsd from that show but i'm gonna be back on that stage soon you guys Just wait what happened what, what happened like uh, you have beautiful teeth but... the six foot four drummer dropped me on my face while i was oh highly intoxicated and uh oh slammed me right into the ground and uh 
then went oh on God. his merry then went on his merry way and went on tour with the rest of the band while they left me at home to suffer uh, and I'm be sorry. Well, it's okay. It happens, right? Lesson fucking learned. Don't ever get back on stage again. Just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I, yeah, check out your stuff. You do like really cool. You're a bass player, right? I am. Yeah. Do you get? Do you play with Jaybirds? You guys like practice together? Oh, we play. Let me tell you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jaybird's cool, man. Jaybird. We did like this house, like single to my house party. He was like, he jumped up in the middle of the fire pit. And he was like playing, like he was playing. I just thought that was cool. Like I like people that do crazy shit. So like he, I got a photo of him like on top of the fire pit. That was the same one where Eric from Sublime, he was there. And uh, I like fangirled out. I just went, I went, I did a beeline for Eric Sublime. I'm like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm like, yo, we're taking photos right now. He goes, okay. <laughs> very, very, very cool. Um, all right, let's check out these comments really quick, you guys. We got so many people here supporting you. Uh, Mr. Jeff Plukskun of Race Fist Propaganda. What's up? Fucking A, you guys. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Sorry, I'm so behind on this chat. Uh, Anthony Quinonez, Anthony Quinonez for the second time says, Shave your face, Jeff. Shave your face. Anthony, speaking of teeth, Anthony has beautiful gold teeth. Um, if you look him up on Facebook, he has a golden grill. He's a friend that I made in Florida. That's what I'm saying. Like when I go to like different places, like Anthony, I'm like, yo, Anthony's part of the crew, you know, like, he's like the guy with the, he was in a music video I did. And I just had him like putting his golden grill in the lens. It was pretty funny. Um, um I did, I did consider you know, a gold tooth or two. I thought, well, that'd be kind of cool, you know, but I just went with the full pearly whites, but maybe later on. Pearly whites are good. I, I like the, you did a good choice there because, you know, gold, gold would be kind of like Brooklyn style. Well, and I'm still gangster. I still got, I still got killer tattooed inside my lip. So I'm still, I'm still gangster. You know what I'm saying? Um, I also have a part of the one of the teeth that broke off. It lives in my lip, so I never have to get like fucking lip fillers because my lips always fucking swollen. It's like a win-win situation. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy. So I don't have the same story you have, but like I got kicked in the face a couple times at no effects. And I got a chip in my tooth. I got two chips in my teeth from no effects. Well, that's badass, bro. There you go. Fucking yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. I want to check out this fucking link or these uh, this chat really quick. So we got uh, Reyes Cisneros all the way from Taos, New Mexico. What's up, Reyes? He is actually in a reggae band called I Rebellion. If you guys don't know about I Rebellion, you guys go follow them today. Uh, Reyes, please drop that link in the chat so that everybody can go and keep up with the band. Um, uh, Jake Schwartz is saying that your photography has a very unique signature style to it. Yeah, you know, like I do like the black and white. I do the, the swirly, like the I do like light swirls, and I feel like uh, nobody really does that shit. So, I mean, I've been doing it since like 2016, so about 16 years. Yeah, but but you look so young. You must get Botox every week. I drink green tea every day. Uh, I get sunshine every day, including sunshine Cantu. 
<laughs> no, I just listen. You know, you gotta you gotta meditate, man. Like it, that's how you stay young. Like it, like I, I have a friend who's my age, who has like four kids, and like the dude. I mean, no offense to anyone with four kids, but he's just like stressing out. It's stressful to have a fucking a big family in these days. Are you kidding me? Gas. I fucking. Do you know how much gas was when I went to the gas station earlier? Six dollars and seventy four cents a fucking gallon. Yo, do you know how to ride a bike? I don't. I don't fucking. I drove. I did it for my roommate. He uh, he needed me to go fill up the truck for him. I don't fucking drive that motherfucker. I no. Walk. Do you know how to ride a bicycle? A bicycle. Yeah, I know how to ride a bike. I ride my bike in Long Beach. Uh, I do my, I walk a lot around here in Santa Cruz and Pleasure Point. We could go anywhere. I got three bar and uh, not that I go to the bars, you guys. Um, I've been kicked out of every single one, but, uh, are you near the arcade over there? There's like an arcade. Oh yeah. At the boardwalk. That's where I go. Like, that's where I go. And there's like a big, um, it's a big like roller coaster there that I refuse to go on. You won't go on the roller coaster, dude. I love that roller coaster. No. It's like the oldest roller coaster. It's like Hell no. made in the 1800s or some shit. <laughs> Hell to the, I have no reason to like do things like that. It's weird. I'm like afraid of heights. So I don't do like bungee jumping. I don't, I don't do any of that shit. Like I just do like photos. I'm afraid of heights too. But when I went on a huge, so my roommate, he's in a wheelchair and he loved to do adaptive sports. So I would always go with him and he'd do like downhill mountain biking and he went fucking rock climbing this motherfucker in a wheelchair. There he goes up the fucking mountain. So I'm like, okay, I guess I got to do this too. The fucking first rule of uh, rock climbing, do not look down, dude, because after that it's over. Dude, I'm telling you, like, uh, I went on a date once, like, two years ago. I wouldn't even call it a date. Like, I was talking to this girl from, like, Utah. And she took me, like, Mount Zion, which is, like, in Utah. And we we climbed up. And, I, dude, I'm not ashamed to tell you. I got so scared. I got on my knees. And, like, she's just like, get up. (laughs) I'm like, no. Needless to say, that shit did not work out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i'm not ashamed to say i think it's hilarious she was like yeah we're this is not gonna work out i'm like all right peace oh, it's so funny oh my god let's see really quick um reyes is saying that their debut album is coming out in july he would love for jeff and rfp to come out to taos and do a video for i rebellion now jeff do you know about taos new mexico New Mexico. I think I uh, I drove past there. Isn't that like uh, which one's the one with Area Fifty One? Uh, that's Roswell, but Taos, New Mexico. Okay. Very special. They have the Rio Grande Gorge there, which was in Natural Born Killers. They also Ooh. are the brainchild of Earth Ships, which are self-sustainable homes that you only have to pay to build, and then the the rest takes care of itself as far as the energy the fucking water system everything it's fucking genius you guys if you've not been to taos new mexico i can't say it enough you have to go visit magical surrounded by crystal quartz caves okay they have an unsolved mystery episode about it like what exactly 
Um, That's pretty dope. <laughs> I like it. So, I, I'm down. Listen, I, I know that dude. Like we go back, we, you know, it's funny. Cause like during the tours, you meet like all these friends from different bands. Like uh, this, this one dude just hit me up today, actually. Um, Ian from Tatanka. I don't know if you remember a band called Tatanka. Sure. But he was like, yo, remember me? Like, let's do stuff together. I'm like, it's just, it's nice to have like uh, a core friend base. You know what I mean? Of like, like-minded people. And I feel like without being pretentious about it, like, listen, man, like some people overstep their bounds boundaries and i feel like at the end of the day it's it's one big family like there's gonna be people that get drunk and do stupid shit and but as long as there's like we know that we're all in this together like there's forgiveness and there's you know it's a it's a family we're in this to like do it together and i've seen some uh, it's pretty crazy i've seen people go from like a downfall to like rise up and it's a beautiful thing you know it's what i mean thing. music is a beautiful thing yeah word up awesome we got ryan ragay ragged i'm so sorry if i'm butchering your last name there he goes yo check check um thank you ryan for hanging out with us i think we have a lot of people from the race fist propaganda group here hanging out with us and i just want to welcome all new viewers and thank you guys for hanging out i really do appreciate it everybody who's listening on the podcast viewing at home you guys could be anywhere in the world you're here with us and it just means the absolute world to have your support um all right let's see what else we got going on here ryan says this dude's legit um jeremy hill says my front tooth is fake from hockey that'll do it to you uh, there you go aubrey sanchez in the house what's up aubrey how you doing girl um, how you doing Jake Schwartz says, where's the J? I don't know. Jay Bird's uh, supposed to make a little special appearance, but uh, we'll see. What oh, my God. <laughs> Bird. I think okay. Jay Bird is shy. I, I think he, you made him very shy. No, no. Jay Bird gets on here all the time. We got Ouija right. all the way from Colorado in the house. We got Paul Tar from Colorado. Uh, let's see. Crystal says she hates heights and she's claustrophobic. Eww. Gotcha. Yeah, dude, I, I was in an accident a couple of years ago. I had to do the um the MRI when you go into that tube thing for half an hour. Did you ever do that? Um, I've never had to do that, no. Oh, my God. It feels like you're in, like, a coffin. And, like, for half an hour, you're hearing, like, these sounds. I was, like, in my car, and I got hit by a snowplow in New York, a New York City snowplow. I won a lot of money, but if it hit me while I was, like, in my car parked, so I had to get like tests on my neck and I was, I was so, I was like knocking, like, let me out, help me. <laughs> wow. That's scary. I'm sure you have a little bit of post-traumatic stress from that. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and diagnose you. Uh, we got Burke from Forsyth Imaging. He says, I am fairly new to shooting music acts. Raised Fist is one artist I look to for inspiration. Thanks for your awesome work. Thank you. Thank you for the compliment. Um, hell yeah, you guys. Let's see. Who do we have here? Oh, my goodness. The one, the only. Uh, where you at? Where you at, boo boo? Let's see. Okay. What's up, Jay Bird? You there? Yeah, I'm trying to be. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're no, here. I like Jay Bird's voice. He's like, he's so California. He's like, yo, dude. I'm trying to get yo, this going here. He's, hey, uh, he's hey, like, he's like, turn your yeah, press the on. button. Yeah, press the button, Jay Bird. Okay, okay. I'm at a cheeky bar in fucking Long Beach, so the Wi-Fi is kind of loud and loud, but you know what's, what's up, up Leroy? Leroy. Yo, Leroy! Yo, what's up, Leroy? What's up? What's going on? How you doing? Uh, give me the story. Give me the background on how you met this amazing man named Jeff of Raised Fist Propaganda. Man, I, uh, how did that we meet, Jeff? But I guess uh, just around the scene, I saw him shooting all these amazing uh, inspirations in my life. And uh, I always took note of his photography. And uh, we just started hanging out and meeting at different festivals and kind of just gravitated and became friends over the years. And now uh, I'm blessed to be able to work with him and uh, share his art as, as long as as he also shares mine and uh, all of our friends. It's really, it's really a win-win. Win. Thanks, bro. Uh, hey. I guess. It's fucking oh, loud yeah. out here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up, Bert? Are you, uh, you, you're playing a show or are you just out there hanging out? Nah, I just swap by, you know what I'm saying? Just kicking it over here at the Tiki Bar. Um, just came in for a Mai Tai. I like your glasses, Jaybird. You like these bad boys? Yo, those are saying? sick. Those are 1970s. They like they 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 suit the hat, the whole look. It's it's a good good vibe going on. Uh, good vibes only. She don't know about the the custom Jaybird uh, LA fucking dude. Are you kidding me, dude? That's the crazy. Has Yo, are those the Lebrons, dude? They're the fucking custom birds. The fucking custom. Uh, state. Are those Kobe's? Custom Kobe's. Custom custom birds. Custom Jaybird. The Custer birds. For the bird, Custer's your shoe. You know, I I had a a piece of it. Dude, that's amazing. You got good style. That's that's something, Sunshine, I would like to say. I like people with style, and Jaybird's got the style. Hey, hey, Jaybird's got... I mean, I like people with good style, too. Uh, Hence my good style. You have good... Sunshine, you have great style. You know, so we're all, all of us are in the same boat. We all got really good style. Right, that's the truth. Well, uh, Jaybird, have you worked directly with uh, Mr. Jeff on any music videos or, or photography sessions? We've done some photography. Uh, I, I, we have not done a music video yet. Uh, just conflicts in scheduling and what have you. But he's flying to uh, San Diego tomorrow, and I'm also heading so we're gonna meet up and he sent me some magnificent photos that he had taken of him, um, uh, eric wilson and myself so we're gonna get them to sign it and uh put him up in some bars around long beach and uh Hell yeah. hopefully i'll be able to jump in the video with uh with these with these rock stars you know that'll be sick you gotta wear that leroy hat and the jaybird sneakers yeah that's what's up <laughs> Awesome. We have one of my best friends out of Corpus Christi, Erica, in the house. What's up, Erica? Um, let's see. Next question. What's some good tips on smashing the drums on the tracks y'all produce? Okay, now we're producers. Daniel, have you been watching this whole podcast? Because I feel like 
you have been, and I love you very much. Do we have any, um, do we have any tips for uh, Daniel on the drums? Yes. Keep in the pocket, baby. Keep it rocking, keep it in the pocket. <laughs> keep it in the pocket, dude. Hell yeah. Jaybird, um, I'm gonna let you take the next question for Jeff. What, what, what do you got? Uh oh, uh, here we go. All right. Are you ready to fucking come back to Cali already? And uh, what kind of uh, beverages are you going to be putting in your carry-on on the way? All right, so I'm a t I like Tito's. I like Tito's. I don't get a hangover. I do Tito's and lemonade. Boom. I, I do Tito's cranberry. I do Tito's orange. Um, but sometimes if I want to go Big Lebowski, I'll do a Caucasian, which is a, a right. white Russian. Tito's white Russian. There you go. That's always fire. Okay. So I actually interviewed Little Stranger last, last week for my birthday, Shebang Bang. And they said that they actually had, they like white Russians, and they actually had titty milk shots um, at one of their shows. That's crazy. Titty milk. <laughs> titty milk, everybody. <laughs> Jaybird, Jaybird's like, that's great. I'm going to go get a beer. <laughs> no, no. Jaybird wants a titty, a, a titty milk shot is what Jaybird wants. Jaybird, this is getting scandalous. Sunshine, did you know that I'm a white Russian? You're a white Russian. Liskin. Liskin. Well, there I'm half go. German, half Hispanic. That's that's where you are? Yes. I love it. Jay Bird, now love. that we're now that we're sharing sure, yes, tell us about you, Jay Bird. Uh, my ethnicity is I'm half Swiss. Uh, German, Irish, Cherokee, Indian. Jeez, you're a, you're a bunch of things, bro. I am a bunch of things. It came out of a bunch of different things. Yo, you need to pick one, dude. Whatever, <laughs> baby. You need, come on, dude. Why are you making this confusing? Oh my God, right. did you leave us? Where are you? You most handsome, beautiful man. The bird, the, the, I, I, the bird flew away. The bird has flown right the I'll be right back. <laughs> He's getting nervous, dude. <laughs> He's oh, he can't handle it. He can't handle it. I love it. See you tomorrow, Jaybird. Oh, there you are. There you are. Wait, what? What you doing? All right, there you are, boy. My my internet's just going in and out of service, like uh, you know. Yo, how do you do that fisheye look? Like you're the way you lean in, it looks like a fisheye. How come I can't do that? I don't know. I got the that thirteen max, I guess. But uh, I got the thirteen. Uh, I got the thirteen. But I don't know. I'm just leaning in with a little tilt. <laughs> you gotta do the tilt. Jeff, you need the tilt. You're the, I'm, you're the professional, world-renowned professional photographer asking me. Uh, I'm not world-renowned. Listen, I appreciate the compliments. It's kind of crazy people say that. But uh, Leroy, I, I appreciate the, the, the compliments. Listen, man, you just, right, Jaybird? You just gotta do it, man. Like, yeah, Everyone's exactly. like, how do you do it? You just do it. Like, there's no, like, I don't see myself as anything. You just fucking show up, dude. You got to give it your all and just, and just wake up and piss excellence and just give it what you That's can. It. Now, That's now, it. Now, Jaybird, for the few people that may not know who you are, which I don't know who those people would be, um, can you tell us a few of the bands that you play bass with? Who I play bass with? 
I mean, uh, who don't I play TBS, with? TBS. Um, I play with Tomorrow's Bad Seeds. He's up. I used to play with Seedless, um, Aloha Radio. Aloha Radio. Uh, Cali Conscious. I'm jamming with a couple of my homies around town. I used to play with Josh Rochelle and Fiction. Rest in peace. Um, Rest in peace. I cut tracks with, you know, some hip-hop artists, and then I'm down to I'll play through whatever the fuck, whatever. Let's just make music. Let's go. Just, Yo, that's why go. we get along, because you just do your thing. Like, there's no bullshit. You don't talk about it. You just do it. Just got to run. Just keep running it. Wake up, run it. Make right it now, Right now, Jaybird is currently trying to get a gig down in Santa Cruz. Um... If our uh, booking agent is listening, the, <clears throat> the catalyst is the expendable so suffice. <laughs> Isn't that like uh, ineffable? Doesn't ineffable have the thing out there? Oh yeah. You should, yeah. You should talk to talk to Thomas, the owner of Ineffable. Be like, yo, put me in the show, motherfucker. Yeah, that I'll, absolutely needs to happen. I'll slide into his DMs and then he'll block me. Uh, let's see. Jake Schwartz said you, says you need a hat build, Jeff. I'm not a hat guy. I'm I'm not. I used to wear hats. I I don't know. I have hats here though. I don't know. All right, all right. Let's see. Yeah, I'm not like a hat guy. Hey. Hey. Yeah, I don't know. It looks great on you. Um, let's talk a little bit. You're like, you're like it looks great. (laughs) No, it does. It actually. I I don't lie, you guys. I tell them how it is. Um. Listen, how? So I've seen you do a lot of like pins and drops with different artists in the scene tell me how do you pick the people that you're going to work with and who actually designs the artwork that's a great question um everything's organic like i i don't like hunt anyone out like i just it's just organic like the way it happens like yo do you want to do this all right let's do it i had um my boy mike tunes he did all my um he did my cartoon guys. Like I had this, I was like, yo, you should do like cartoon images of everyone in the reggae scene. So like we started doing that and I thought that was cool. So it kind of like blew up because like, it's it, like, let's say I did a sunshine cartoon, sunshine can't do cartoon version. Like you would fucking bug out. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So we, we did that for like a bunch of people, probably like 20 or 30 people in the scene. And then a couple other companies started doing it. So it kind of caught on, you know. Um, But I have a bunch of artists. I I have like a rotation that I deal with. Um, But once in a while, I'll go for like a legend. Like obviously, Opie Ortiz was my first artist. Um, And I'm proud to say like, uh, you know, he was kind of in seclusion like 10 years ago. And I emailed him. I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, I sent him like an official email. I'm like hello, I'm the slightly stupid video director. I would love to do like uh, the sublime sun, but make it like a raised fist version. And he replied right away. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Come over to my house. And then I went to his house. I paid him like whatever he wanted. And then that kind of became iconic. And so Opie did about like 15 or 20 images for my company. And then I also used a couple of people that did the Cali Roots flyers. Uh, Jimbo Phillips, like he did all the skateboard hey, designs. Jimbo. Oh yeah, from from Santa Cruz. Yeah, I hit him up. I'm his biggest fan, and Jimbo is my biggest fan. Jimbo goes to all my shows. If I really, oh yeah, we and his uh, wife 
Jenny is the wow. best. And he's just so down to earth and such an amazing person. So Jimbo, I'm going to tag you here if you're listening. Just know I am sending you all the love. Um, so you work with Jimbo. Really, really easy, easy, easy artist to deal with. Like, he's just, there's no bullshit. I'm like, yo, this is what I want. He'll do it. You know, a couple other people from the scene started working with him after. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we did like two or three images together. Really nice dude. Um, he did like a, he did like a, a, you know how like it's the screaming hands, but he did like a hand with like a camera coming out of it. It's pretty cool. Wait, so um, where can I find that? Where is that at? Um, if you go to my website, if you click merch, like if you go to raisefistpropaganda.com okay. and then click on the merch tab, you'll see all my merch and the Jimbo one should pop up. Raise fist prop again agenda.com okay you guys make sure that everybody heads over there if you're able to go support this man he is amazing. he's a school teacher and not only that he fucking is an amazing photographer photographer he is working with some of the biggest people on in the scene okay so boom 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 jeff you have worked so fucking hard and you deserve everything that you get and um that is what it takes so hard work and perseverance to get to yep. the very top you know what i'm saying yeah yeah just don't give up like keep going and you know what? do it for yourself don't even do it for other people like do your art because you want to do your art you know like i've put out videos that like i just did for myself like you know like if you're doing it for like other people, you're going to have disappointment because you're relying on their opinion. Like if you, if you're doing it for yourself, you, you win and you're happy. And if someone Absolutely. else likes your video, that's even better. Then it's like, all right, cool. Absolutely. Like, Very cool. So I have a few more questions. You guys have been going, we're way over an hour, but um, we're going to start oh, this up here in a minute. If you guys have any last minute questions for the one and only Jeff, Pliskin of Race Fist Propaganda. Drop them here in the comment section and I will get to them as soon as possible. And Jeff, I hope that you have a chance to go back through this feed because you have over 220 comments. Um, that oh, damn. People are just, like, um, loving your work and giving you the most props and stuff. So I hope that you're nice. able to go back by there and, and read those comments. So um, one question I like to ask all my guests, if you could throw a dinner party for any five musicians dead or alive, what- uh, Oh my would, God. Who would, those, <laughs> who would those musicians be and what would you serve at your dinner party? Um, I guess this would be kind of cliche because probably everyone has the same answer in the scene, but- No, they don't, they don't, bro. Like you would be really surprised. Uh, well, I have this spot called Miss Lily's in the city. I, I literally take everyone that visits me in New York. We all go there. It's like the Jamaican reggae spot. Like uh, they have the 1960s, 1970s Jamaican posters of ska. Um, they got Emperor Selassie. Um, you'll be sitting there and like Sean Paul would sit down. Like, what's up? I'll be like, Sean Paul, just give me the light. <laughs> like I did that once and the girl started laughing so hard, man. It's so funny. And, um, and then one time quest. So like a lot of people go there cause it's just like a gem of a place. It's like super authentic. All like, like Jamaican, like did you ever see Jamaican album covers? Like, uh, 
how, how do I say this? Like the 80s dance hall uh, Jamaican album covers where it's like cartoons of yeah, like yeah, yeah. These, literally the girls that work there, look, they're like Jamaican models. Like, it's just like, it's crazy. It, it looks like they're in like in a dance hall video. Oh, love it. That's yeah, it, it, the vibe is like ridiculous. So I would, you know, I take everyone there and we kind of like do, do our meetings there. You know what I mean? Um, but obviously, you know, Bradley from Sublime, like, I think it would be a trip. Um, it would be a trip. I think the closest I've been to, to experiencing that was when I first met Miguel, you know, before he came back into the scene, like in 2014, he gave me a phone call. Actually, it was an email, right, with his number. He's like, Kyle Stupid gave me your number. Like, I like what you do for them. So I'm like, he's like, can we work on something? I'm like, tell me when, like, I'll come over the next day. Like, it's like the producer for Sublime, you know? So I flew out to his house and he was just, he literally told me background stories on like every uh, Sublime song, like how they wrote it. Like, um, for example, Waiting for My Ruka. Like, I don't even know if he wants me saying this shit on a podcast, but I'll say it. Like waiting for my Ruka, I'm like, yo, I didn't know Bradley was like this gangster guy. He's like, he wasn't. We were like these white kids like these like surfer white kids like Bradley knew we knew this guy we knew this like gangster Vato dude and that's what you know waiting for my Ruka was the gangster Vato guy telling us like at the taco spot like you know like I got my Ruka that I love but then I got my Haina which is my side girl and then he's like I fell in love with my Ruka and she didn't want me and he's like now I'm waiting for my Haina and now tonight I'm gonna be behind her you know like so it's like, holy shit, like you guys were like these surfer dudes, like, you know, Long Beach, you, you meet a lot of crazy people there. So yeah. he, like I would pick Bradley's brain about like every song he wrote, you know? Well, OK, so you have Bradley as one of your guests. Who are the other four? Uh, you know, cliche, like Bob Marley, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, it's tough because like you tell me about people that passed away. I would have probably Toots rest in peace who just passed away um even though i hung out with tits before do you know do you know his guitar player carl harvey now i've had uh he's a great friend of mine and he's been on the podcast really no i know larry uh larry dreadlock larry who plays the kunga drums larry's like a he played with everybody so larry will play with tits and um he's always in brooklyn uh, playing with like the Jamaican bands and stuff but honestly that's that's a tough one like I you know that's okay probably you got Kurt, two more Kurt Cobain probably Kurt, Co- Kurt Cobain I was just talking about him with John Phillips yesterday um, about how punk rock he was like he um, I'm paraphrasing of course but supposedly he was on like a Rolling Stone album cover with Nirvana and he wore a shirt that said like fuck corporate fuck corporate magazines or something and john was like yo isn't that that's like so punk like you're on a million dollar magazine and you're wearing a shirt that says fuck corporate magazines and um kurt cobain also was uh the catalyst to making um daniel johnston famous and daniel johnston is a um, Austin artist who recently passed away about four years ago. I went into a deep depression um, when that happened, but he um, is the artist, or he has the hi, how are you? I don't know if you guys oh, okay. know that. But that's his thing. And Kurt Cobain always wore this shirt a lot. 
during all of like gigs and shows and that's what made daniel really famous and daniel is a very underrated artist he um people don't understand his music until you fucking understand the music and he's such a soulful beautiful genuine soul with a very very hard mental illness if you guys have not seen the daniel johnson documentary you must go watch it one quick story um he was invited back to the mtv music awards like years later after um you know 10 years had passed or since he had played and his dad was a pilot his dad drove him to the music awards he stopped daniel stopped taking his medication because he didn't think he could perform um on the medication well when they were driving back daniel uh was reading a casper the friendly ghost comic and he thought he was casper he takes the fucking keys out of the ignition of the plane fucking window but his dad was a trained pilot and he was trained to crash into trees so he was actually able to crash into a tree and um they survived that incident but it's a very very fucking good story and it's unbelievable damn, damn. you know you just um that, i'm gonna check it out you just you know what instead of like musicians i would definitely uh would want to hang out with like basquiat and Andy Warhol. I think like those guys were pretty badass in New York City. Um, they were just like, their art was like magnificent. And, you know, Basquiat, he was just doing these crazy like graffiti images. And all the hip hop dudes in the 80s were like sweating his work. So like, if you look at all the 80s, like hip hop, it's all Basquiat and Andy Warhol type of type of stuff. And I think you know, subconsciously, like, my black and white photos are, like, an homage to, like, the 90s. Like, I've actually had a couple of bands, which I won't name. They're, like, you know, it looks like a 90s video. Because it's, like, I do all the black and white, like, fisheye. And it's, like, it, it feels like it's a skate video or, like, a 90s hip-hop video. Like, Tribe Cold Quest or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, Very cool. So, I just, I love, you know, like, Glennie Friedman, like, the Dogtown and Z-Boy photographer uh like all those like early pioneers because they were just like shooting photos differently and i feel like the black and white is like a classic look it brings out like it feels like you're there in the in the moment like i hate you know like you know like photographers they take photos like oh did you get the shot of the guitar player playing the guitar it's like i hate doing that shit and i say that to managers now i'm like dude i'm, I'm not gonna take stage shots like from the front like I want to get the shit where it's like they're hugging or they're like, so it's like they're like drinking a beer together. Like I, I, I want to get moments. I don't, I don't want to get like the same fucking guitar shot in every city. Cause it's the same shit, you know? Yeah. But that's okay. just me. We have a question really quick. Um, sorry, let me go back up here from um, Burke of Forsyth Imaging. He wants to know, uh, I lost the comment. What is your go-to camera and lens, Jeff? Nikon D80 um, and 10 millimeter fisheye lens. They don't make the Nikon D80 anymore. And I'll tell you why I still use it because, you know, I was talking to Gary Dredd about it. Like it, it's style. And like the Nikon D80 is one of the lightest cameras. Like I don't feel like I'm holding anything. Like I've tried a Sony a7 III. I've tried all those new cameras and it feels like I'm holding a fucking brick, you know? And like, I can't be running around like holding like a 10 pound weight. So the Nikon D80s like literally feels like a feather. 
and they don't even make it anymore. So every time I break it and I break it at least like once a month, cause like I'm jumping around and the shit's fucking flying out of my hands. Um, probably too many shots or whatever, but shots of game <laughs> or whatever, but it's only like a hundred bucks on eBay. So I just keep, I got like five backups for the summer cause I'm already prepared. Very um, nice. But actually, yo, if I could, you want to see something crazy? Look at this. Absolutely. Hold on. How do I flip it? Hold on. I got to get rid of the blur. Background effects, none. Look at this. Can you see it? Yeah, I'm just trying not to speak so that we can have full speaker. Oh, uh, so that's the Nike. These are, these are all broken cameras. So one, two, three, five, there's like 10, 20, 30 broken cameras over the past like 10 years. Um, as you see, the mirrors are, are bashed out, like the, the flash is broken. So, um, you know. Dude, what the fuck? Like you're just collecting, are you gonna make like an art installation out of that or what? What are you doing Dude, I, with all those cameras? Well, I just keep breaking them like, uh, like, I like jump, like I do a lot of jumping and physical stuff. So sometimes like the flash will hit somebody's arm or like the actual flash piece, it will like hit a wall or I'll be a little tipsy and I'll just kind of like, instead of placing the camera down, I'll just like throw it down and then it won't work anymore. Damn it. Damn it. It's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, it, it, it's not very responsible, but at the same time, um, it's my style. Like, I feel like I'm an artist. So like, I feel like it, I'm, it's like a visual representation. So I'm providing the whole, the essence of like what I do. Yeah. So if the camera breaks, it's just, it goes with the fucking territory. Just like if a string pops on a, a guitar or, uh, or a guitar breaks, you know what I mean? Um, like, are you there? Yeah. All good. Yeah. Um, let uh let's see what uh what is up shorty c in the building you guys watch out for shorty c and the goat's milk hey that's uh our new band that we are putting together heard super sick here on the sunshine show what's he saying here do i just quit doing handheld shots at night i'm fucking beginner so sorry for the stupid questions what do you mean quit like i don't get it what do you mean quit doing handheld shots at night that's know. what i do that's that's all i do handheld like i don't use tripod i don't use a strap like i don't like being like weighed down like i don't even like people seeing me with a camera like i keep the camera like behind my back like i'll just like it, it almost looks like i'm hanging out with the artist and then i'll just take a quick like photo all right like it's it's very like smooth like I, that's why like some artists like to work with me because it doesn't feel like a photo shoot feels like just another friend like hanging out so it's like you know one band in particular they're like like two or three bands actually fortune youth is one of them like greg greg and jared are very like i don't like being on video or whatever so like you gotta make people feel comfortable right and then you take the shot and then okay i like that shot but if you say hey like pose everyone it's like it gets fucking awkward you know what i mean yeah no i totally get it unless you're a model like me and you just beautiful beautiful jaybird is a lucky man (laughs) um you guys here is tadpole 
Miles Thelonious Monk here to make his daily hello. That's um, your pig? This, oh, this is my hairless dog. Um, my pig is still outside. My pig is about 200 pounds. Chatty only oh my makes God. That's a cute dog, man. He has a built-in mohawk, you know. They're an ancient Aztec breed. They're a Cholos Quintley, and the Aztecs actually used to use them for healing purposes because they're almost like a heating pad because they don't have hair, so their body heat radiates. Get out of here. Yes, and he's just a little sweet little baby, and he's a little man. He's a little medicine man. It's a punk, punk rock dog, man. Punk rock. All right. Jamie is in the chat. He says, how did you grow that beard, Jeffro? Well, I'm a male, so I do nothing. I just let the shit grow. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that, Jamie Malamez? Yes. Boston? Uh, we got a lot of smart Alex in the chat today. That's my. That's another homie. Like when I go to Boston, I hang out with you. Like it's cool. Like every state, I got like a crew, and it's like it's nice to know you can go to another state. Me and Jamie, we hung out at the movement show in Boston, and that was pretty. Man, what a night! It's just fun, man. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, bro. Uh, so Daniel says you may have art or no? Who was this who asked this question? You may have answered this already, but film or digital? Digital's cheaper. Like, dude, I spent five thousand dollars on my senior film in college. It was like a, a two-minute film. I had to pay for the film, the processing. Like, all right, so you, you're getting me on a rant right now. Like, there's this famous. I'm not even gonna say famous because I don't think he's famous, but this dude's. He took like two photos that are very famous, and uh, he. Uh, I used to follow him on Facebook, and I got annoyed because he was very negative. And one day he was like, I don't respect photographers who take photos with the iPhone. And my theory is like, yo, I don't give a fuck if you take it with an iPhone, a pinhole camera. Like if the shit is a visual image, whether it's a film or digital and it, it creates emotions and a memory, like that's art. Like what does it matter? Dude, some of the shots I'm getting with my iPhone 13 are like amazing, but it doesn't really fit my, my black and white style. You know what I mean? That's why I still use my Nikon D80 from 2006 because it, it creates that vibe. Like I see a lot of fisheye photos now from these up and coming photographers and the shit, it's so beautiful because the lenses are better they're clearer. But I don't like that for my photos. I don't want my photos being super clear. I like my photos being a little fuzzy, out of focus, black and white, like kind of like you're kind of buzzed. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like at the real party, babe. Like at the party. Uh, real quick a comment about that. You know, there's a, a documentary that came out. It's called The Search for Sugar Man. And they actually couldn't afford to finish the video with the equipment and the cameraman and all this shit. And they finished the video on a fucking iPhone. And Good. that shit was released out in theaters. You can Good. find it on Netflix. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, you should definitely go and watch it. It's an amazing- um, I'm gonna check it out. 
how do you, how do you feel about that though? How do you feel about what I said? Like, if you disagree, let me know. Like, like, let's say there's like I don't disagree with that shit, baby. All my photos, unless I am like working with a professional photographer, Sunny Sunshine, which I am uh, interviewing her Friday. You guys make sure to pop on. She Sunshine Squared. Sunshine Squared. Yeah, she also is the tour manager for Suicide Girls and their burlesque show. So you guys are all about that. Come back on Friday, but all of my photos that I take, I do them on my iPhone um, with a and you know, with the stand or whatever, and I put it on the timer and I do my little whatever I gotta do. That's beautiful. There's- how do you feel? How how do you feel about photographers who just like not that you're gonna see it often. I don't even think you see it anymore. I saw it a lot like five years ago when the reggae scene started blowing up. They were like a group of five photographers and they were just like ranting on how good they are. It's like like don't tell me how good you are just show me your art like do you understand what i'm saying like yeah i've never come across that or i either that or i just it doesn't register in my brain i'm not really about people (laughs) oh i have i definitely have you know um i've always (laughs) i've always said it ain't bragging if it's true you yeah but you don't have to say all right here's the deal am i going on facebook like show it hey, your art i got exactly what you're don't saying. yeah don't don't tell me like you know like like th- this dude straight up was like if you're shooting with an iphone you're not a photographer like way to crush people's dreams dude like shut up <laughs> and you and you know what what about just quit fucking crushing people's dreams what about let them be who they are let them be unapologetically themselves and you know what if you don't fucking get along with them if you don't like it look the other fucking way you don't have to keep fucking picking on them you don't have to keep talking shit about them keep your fucking name out of their mouth and move on with your fucking life dude i need you as my pr and agent and manager that you're hired Dude, I'm fucking serious. I'm telling you, I this is a personal thing with myself too. People don't know how to keep my name out of their motherfucking mouth. Yo, listen, I am a very feisty woman. I'm a South Texan. Anybody that knows about South Texas women, we don't fucking put up with shit. But I will tell you this: I am very kind-hearted. I have a huge heart. I'm vegetarian for a reason because I can't. Oh, wow. I can't stand the idea of hurting animals like i have empathy in my heart i love everybody but if you do me wrong or somebody that i love wrong motherfucker i will come for you and i will rip out your whole motherfucking cheek with these fake ass teeth you know what i'm saying beautiful beautiful teeth um <laughs> i did a i i do a vegetarian um cooking show with this uh vegan dude john joseph uh like once a month we'll he'll do like a a vegetarian dish it's mostly like indian he'll you know he'll do like Hare krishna food a lot of rice a lot of um really good vegetables um so i film it and then i'm the guinea pig i'll eat the food and i'll he'll point at me with the camera i'll say i love it you know what i mean uh, <laughs> uh so ethiopian is my absolute favorite cuisine of all time nice. okay. um, and i do love thai i do love Indian of course I love me some Mexican food uh, I'm quite the chef myself so oh my god let's go let's you go. know what I'm saying um all right Jeff we're going on a fuck long time I don't even know if we're fuck going on two hours or what's going on we're gonna start wrapping we're vibing, up, so. we're vibing. <laughs> we are absolutely vibing um 
I want to ask you, though, before we do go, um, and I want to thank everybody here in the chat. I do see you guys. I love you all. Lindsay, Daniel, Jake, Sal, um, Jimbo, fucking Bill, Jesse, Burke. You, Jimbo, all. shout out to Jimbo, dude. Love all of you so much. Jeremy, um, I appreciate you all. We cannot do this without you, your love and your support. I want you guys all to make sure to go follow Raised Fist Propaganda. Um, it is a group and it is a public group. Pub we're public. Listen, I'm gonna flip this in right now. I wanna take you, I wanna take you, Jimbo and his wife out next time I go to Santa Cruz. You got, I'm holding you to that shit, let's do it. No, that already happened. It's already put in my calendar. Yo. And Yo, vegetarian, vegetarian drinks are on me. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, last question before we get going. Oh, it's been an hour and 45 minutes, bro. Let's go. Let's do four hours. Let's, let's, I by, want you to start snoring, dude. It went by so fast. Um, fuck yeah, you guys. Uh, real quick before we do wrap this up, I did drop my merch link in the bottom of the comments. I pinned it. If you guys want to support buy the merch. Him, go buy the merch. If you want to go and support Jeff, please go and buy his merch. I oh, also thank you. his comment thank down there as well. Um, thank you. Last question, bro. What is your best piece of advice that you could give the listeners at home, the people watching, all your fans, your friends? Uh, you know, I said it before, like, don't, don't let anyone stop you. Don't, you know, just fucking do you, uh, perseverance. Like you said before, that's a key word and that's it. Like I went from first year photographer, like your shit sucks to, Hey, are you the dude from 15 years ago? Oh my God. Can I take a selfie? I'm still the same dude, but it's when people see longevity, like you fucking win and that's it. Speak with your art. Don't, don't go on the internet like saying stupid shit. Just speak with your art. Uh, use social media as a tool instead of a mirror. And that's it, man. Just be authentic, like you said. Like, be you. Like, hey, some people might not like the way I talk or my abrasiveness, or some people love it. Yeah, Stick with yeah. the people that love you, man. I've been heard. I have an annoying voice. You know what? Y'all can No, I like it. I like it. No, I'm just joking. That's so rude <laughs> for me to Yo, tell. Yo, TMI, bro. <laughs> no. um, it, 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 it's one of those things where I'm like, well, yeah, you know, maybe I do have an annoying voice. And if you no, don't, you don't, you don't. It, well, you don't have to fucking listen to me. Either. No, you're, I think you're personable. You have uh, confidence. It's the energy. Like people have energy. You have good, confident energy. Um, you can, that's more advice for the fans. Like you can use your energy through your third eye to actually uh, influence people. I'm telling you. Like, I'm telling you, like, we're electrical creatures. So if, like, if you think positive thoughts, like, even last night, John Phillips, like, he's like, see what happens when you, when you're, when you have good karma. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. It was so funny the way he said it. Because, you know, me and him have had our uh, creative battles in the past. And then last night we were just chilling at, uh, at uh, Denim and Revolution. And he's like, see what we like, we were in the VIP. He's like, see what happens when you have good karma. I'm like, you're a funny motherfucker, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom's asking really quick. You've never told us what you're serving at your dinner party or did you? My dinner party? The dinner party for the five guests for Bob Marley, Bradley Knoll, all the people. Oh, Peter uh, we're going to go with green tea. 
We're going to uh, green tea and we're going to do some rice and peas with some plantain. We're going to keep it vegetarian. Uh, and we're going to do jackfruit, jackfruit sandwich in honor of the vegetarians. Jackfruit. Oh, look at Dude, jackfruit gets me like, it tastes like meat, but it's like, if you do jackfruit, like you get like really hyper on it. It's like really, really good for you. Look into when jackfruit I, sandwiches. When I interviewed Congo Curdy, he's all about that jackfruit. Congo Kurt, he stayed on my couch as well. Yes, I'm going to say that. He actually, he slept on my futon last summer. He's another dude. Like, I'm like, yo, do you want to play Kungas for my summer event? He's like, yeah, fly me out. I flew him out, gave him a couple bucks, uh, woke up on my futon. Like, that's a true artist right there, you know? Such a sweet, kind-hearted and humble human being. 1,000% across the board. He has Jeff nice hair. He uses a lot of conditioner. <laughs> oh my god congo Con you know his name is uh his his inside name he's probably getting mad if i say his, his on the low his name is bongo bob oh bongo text bob. him after this text him say what's up bongo bob and he's gonna be like who told you that <laughs> i'm totally absolutely 1000 percent going to do that you guys i've had the most wonderful time with all of you thank you guys for participating in the chat for fucking listening at home for doing all the things um make sure you go in and support to go uh drop a like or two join a group you know what i'm saying make a few shares here and there uh we ain't asking for your money yet um <laughs> asking for your loving Jeff, listen i have a major announcement i would like to say Ooh, i'm gonna time. in the next few months i will get a haircut and uh trim my beard <laughs> okay awesome are there any last words that you would like to say before we get this wrapped up uh thank you for doing this i think you have good energy thank you for contributing to the scene positively uh, I'm shooting a movie and that's going to come out probably next year. It's called Skull Kiss based on the slightly stupid image with the girl holding the skull. We have a few people from Pulp Fiction in it. We got Angelo Fishbone and uh, I'm in talks with the singer of uh, Slightly Stupid, Miles, to do it. Um, so let's see if this works out. It's going to be a 20 minute short film, Skull Kiss Fuck for yeah. Tribeca. Yeah. yeah that's gonna fucking absolutely fucking happen there is no ands ifs or buts about that that's happening so we look forward to seeing that when that comes out jeff thank you so much for being an amazing guest anytime you'd like to come on the show to promote anything or just shoot the shit let me know you're always welcome appreciate it's been, that it's been an amazing time um with you, you guys. I love you all so much. Uh, let me check my calendar really quick. Tomorrow I have, uh, like I said, uh, the Suicide Girl photographer, Sunny Sunshine. And I also have Jeremy Pena from the band Doulous. Um, twice nope. party tomorrow, you guys. So I hope that you come back and hang out with me tomorrow. Until then, make sure that you're kind because you never know the battles that the people around you are facing. Try to keep a smile on your face and it's a dangerous fucking world, you guys. So stay safe out there. Jeff on three, let's say bye. One, two, three. Peace. Peace. Oh, wait, what is this? Peace. <laughs> <laughs>